Hello, we are back for episode six titled The Joy of a Redeemed Life. If you are just now tuning in, please be sure to catch up on the previous episodes. This whole first season of Come Find Rest, we're exploring aspects of Matthew 11, the foundational passage for the whole podcast. You know, because if we truly want a lifestyle of rest, we need to get God's vision for what that looks like. So last week, we looked at Come Away With Me, rekindling the romance with the lover of our soul. Today, we're looking at the phrase, recover your life. Jesus says, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. So to kick us off, I want to share something that's recently been giving me life, plants. So I don't know why, but recently I've really been into fresh plants and flowers. It's totally possible it's like a social media trend right now, and I just have no idea I'm being manipulated. But nevertheless, I notice myself basically drooling over rooms that are full of lush foliage. So I was super excited to recently discover the store by the beach, and it's all about making your own terrariums. And so when you get there and you walk in, it feels like you're in a tropical rainforest. Everything is bright green and vibrant. Um, There are potted plants and hanging plants, miniature ones, and plants taller than me. It's like Fern Gully. Does anyone remember that animation from like the early 90s? I think it had a fairy in it too, and her name was Krista. (laughs) But regardless, the vegetation of this quaint boutique shop is absolutely beautiful. In fact, without realizing it until I actually saw it, that store is exactly what comes to mind anytime I read from Isaiah 35. So next up, we're reading the passage, The Joy of the Redeemed. So we are reading from Isaiah 35. In some translations, it's titled The Joy of the Redeemed, and others it's Zion's Happy Future. But let's begin in verse 1. The desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands and steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be open and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs and the haunts where jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. And hopping down to verse 10, and those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Selah. Seriously, let's just pause and calmly think of that. 
There's so much here, but let's begin with the imagery. So we have the picture of a dry, barren wilderness that's bleak and lonely. Then all of a sudden, things begin to bloom profusely. Suddenly there's lush fruitfulness and vegetation. Dead things come alive and deserts become as green as the mountains. Every animal that's weak and feeble becomes strong and leaps again. And my favorite part of all is sorrow and sighing fade away and are replaced with joy and singing. You know, to me, it's a lot like the miracle question that counselors use in therapy, that strategy where you ask a client, you know, you go to sleep and a miracle takes place overnight, but you don't know it because you were sleeping. When you wake up, what would clue you into the fact that a miracle took place? Well, in the case of Isaiah 35, it will be this very picture. What was once struggle and death has been transformed into peaceful pastures. But before we get to the good part, right? The peaceful pastures and lush vegetation, we need to talk a bit about the struggle. Some of us are tired, worn out, and burned out because we've been in the struggle so long. It's like there have been prolonged seasons of barrenness, perhaps in health, finances, even our dreams. And you know, it can happen in life. Like life is hard and it weighs on you. And after some trials and difficulties, it's very easy to fall into depression and lack and start to experience that as the norm. You might even feel empty inside or like a part of you's even died. You know, I think a common but heartbreaking thing that can happen is when we start to settle and make peace with the wilderness. It's kind of like, well, this is life now. Let me just make do with what's left after everything I've lost. And to me, it's not as much radical acceptance as it is resignation. You know, when you truly accept something, you acknowledge the reality for what it is while remaining hopeful for better days. Whereas resignation's more like, this stinks, it's always going to stink, so let me just get used to it. And let me just say, if you're in that place of resignation, and we all have been, it's time to ask God to renew your vision for his redemption. Redemption, right? It's, it's a powerful, amazing thing. And actually one of my favorite declarations about the Lord is that he is a redeemer. You know, he showed himself to me. He revealed that aspect of his nature to me in a really powerful way several years back. You know, I was in my own wilderness for many years after a betrayal and humiliation. And if you've ever had the wind knocked out of you, that shock, that pain in your chest, I carried that around for a very long time. But in the fullness of time, and it did take a while, God replaced every ounce of pain with joy and love. Seriously, the gratitude I feel for my life right now, even though it's not perfect, is as visceral as anything I felt in seasons of loss. But the question is, how does redemption work exactly? Well, to redeem means to compensate for the faults or bad aspects of something. And believe it or not, we see this all the time. You know, someone survives an assault or childhood abuse and 
then later they take that experience and become an advocate and protector of others. So absolutely, while certain horrors of life never should have happened in the first place, when God gets his hands on it, he can use even the nightmares and things that the enemy used to try to take us out for our good. To redeem is also, it means to repair or restore. And in some cases, the old thing is refurbished and made like new. And we see this when broken families are restored. And then sometimes God's redemption is giving you something totally brand new. Now, this is the key. A lot of times we insist God give us back what we had before. But we have to trust in his goodness that sometimes his plan is to give us even better. Finally, when it comes to redemption, to redeem is to free from what distresses or harms. To free from what distresses or harms. God's primary concern is with our wholeness. Therefore, I believe he deals with our hearts first and foremost, and then ministers to the need. So yes, he's able and willing to bless any area of lack. But before he does, he wants to remove our fear and our hurt so that our hearts are open to receive. As we conclude, let's recap from the beginning. God wants you to recover your life. He wants to give you life. Just think how something as simple as a plant store can awaken that feeling of refreshing. How much more do we need God to minister life and vitality to our souls as well? Can we pray together? Heavenly Father, thank you for times of refreshing. Some of us have been walking through a barren wasteland for what feels like forever. We're tired and weak and feeble. We're thirsty and fainting. It feels like all we know is sorrow and sighing. Lord, for those of us who are sick with grief and near death, come by the power of your Holy Spirit and cause our souls to live again, breathe again, hope again, believe again redeem and restore everything that was lost or stolen from our lives, relationships, dreams, maybe even innocence. Lord, by the power of your spirit, turn the dry deserts of our soul into running streams, bubbling brooks, bursting forth abundantly with vibrant green vegetation and nourishing foliage. And most importantly, Jesus, restore our song. Turn our sorrow and sighing to singing and dancing. And may your gladness and joy overtake us. Overtake us, Lord. Supernaturally surprise us with tears of joy and hearty laughter as our hearts are filled to overflowing with hope and goodness and love. Do it for us now, Lord. In your name I pray, amen. Yes, wait for it, y'all. Watch for it. Watch him do it. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time on Come Find Rest.